0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. starting off with security news. AI voice scams are being deployed. So I know at least three normal people, meaning non-infosec people, who have been targeted by scams using AI fakes of family member voices. And this is just within the last couple of weeks. So the latest one was a mother of a friend receiving one of her daughter. And her daughter is not a public person at all, uh, but she does have a voicemail out there. So I think they probably just, took it off of her voicemail. And I've seen other people doing this as well. And uh, again, this is just happening to normal people now. So this is no longer theoretical, this is now happening in the wild. And you and I are not likely to fall for this, but be sure to tell your family and friends about the trend so that they don't fall victim. Basically say, hey, look, if uh, you receive some sort of voicemail from me or whatever, and it sounds like my voice, it probably isn't, you need to call me and confirm. Chinese hackers suspected to be part of an intelligence operation have breached U.S. government and email accounts as disclosed by Microsoft. The attack was not a broad brush intrusion, but a targeted one focusing on specific accounts and it went undetected for a month, suggesting a sophisticated espionage effort. They used forged authentication tokens to get access. Approximately 25 organizations, including government groups, were compromised. The breach could potentially exacerbate already strained U.S.-China relations. And the government has been trying to transition to the cloud for better access and improved security, but now th- this is uh, putting things under a lot of scrutiny. They're looking at security requirements, protocols, and all that sort of thing. The European Union and the United States have finally struck a deal that allows companies to freely transfer data across the Atlantic, potentially putting an end to a three-year period of basically like a legal limbo that has affected tech giants like Facebook and Google. The new agreement called the US Data Privacy Framework or the EU-US Data Privacy Framework comes in the wake of EU's top court uh, striking down the previous data agreement which was called Privacy Shield due to concerns that US intelligence agencies had too much freedom to access the EU data. Researchers at RWTH Aiken University in Germany, have discovered that approximately 8.5% of Docker images hosted on Docker Hub contain sensitive data such as private keys and API secrets. HCA Healthcare, one of the largest healthcare services in the U.S. or providers in the U.S., announces a significant data breach impacting around 11 million patients. The breach was discovered on July 5th when a threat actor posted a list of stolen personal information on an underground forum, including names, addresses, birth dates, and appointment dates. And Orca is suing Wiz for patent infringement. As a non-security expert with exposure to both tools, it seems like a desperate measure by someone getting trounced in the marketplace. All I heard from others when I was using Orca was how much better Wiz was. And Note that Wiz has been a sponsor on the show, and I think Orca has as well, but just to put that out there. And a new tool called Worm GPT is being advertised on underground forums, enabling even novice cyber criminals to launch phishing and BEC attacks swiftly and at scale. Yeah, phishing automation is a big one for um, GPT-based AI. Technology news. Despite aggressive cost-cutting measures, including laying off half of the company's 7,500 staff, Musk says Twitter's ad revenue has plummeted by nearly 50%. Too early to say, but I might end up being wrong about him turning this around. I made the prediction right when he took over that it was going to get worse and then it was going to get better within like six months. I think that time has already passed. It's looking pretty bleak, and I don't see any good signs of him getting better at listening. And meanwhile, threads. China's search engine pioneer, Saogu founder, Wang Xiaochan, has launched an open source language model, Chan 13B, through his startup, Baochan Intelligence. This model, touted as one of China's most promising, is based on the transformer architecture and trained on Chinese and English data. More power to uh, Chinese startups. Um, I, I want to take a quick uh, little breakout here, and I didn't plan on doing this, but i I want to mention that I'm all for <clears throat> the Chinese people and also Chinese entrepreneurs and basically anything human related to China. What I'm not about is essentially an evil empire, <laughs> which is the CCP and their goal of actually like an actual goal of like taking over the planet and instituting like a true authoritarian government that is a huge problem to me and i do see that as like this grave danger but it doesn't mean it's the people uh the people are in my opinion highly brainwashed absolutely but they're just people like if we're brainwashed we're brainwashed as well right into whatever degree that we are brainwashed we are brainwashed and uh I i think it's pretty bad in china because they have full control of their media and all all that uh, sort of thing. And it's also indoctrinated early inside of education or whatever. But it doesn't matter. At at the end of the day, they're just people, right? They're just people. They have a government. The government is doing things to them. It's no different than any other government. So I have uh, tons of colleagues and close friends who are Chinese, Uh, some from the mainland, some from Hong Kong, Uh, some young, some old some highly Americanized and even some friends who are like fresh from, you know, mainland China and are here recently. And I still get along with them fine. Right. It's uh, it's not a people thing for me. For me, it's a government structure and a strategic government mission that I believe is against not only the U S mission, but basically a Western mission of, uh, well, yeah, freedom and democracy as lame as that sounds. And keep in mind, I come from uh, a little bit of exposure to intelligence at, uh, in the military. And I was in the military, so I, I really think about these threats differently. And that transitions pretty cleanly into cybersecurity. So that's why I have that tone. Um, but <clears throat> what I noticed is I always have that tone. It's always anti-China. Oh, China this, China that, You know, Russia this, Russia that. That's because these, these groups are actually out to get us. Uh, and not specifically the US, but they kind of just want to win. And I've also talked extensively about how there was this hundred year humiliation, which they're trying to get away from. And we've also talked about trauma and how that shapes your behavior, right? China was massively disrespected. Like they are one of the cradles of civilization and they were just massively disrespected, taken over, overlooked, dominated by so many countries, you know, the UK. Uh, or Britain um, at the time. And uh, also Japan. I mean, it was really, really bad, right? And now the leadership is like never again. We are going to make sure this never happens again. And we're going to do that by being powerful ourselves. And therefore they're hacking and stealing and doing whatever they can to make sure it never happens. Now, Again, I like the fact that they're scrappy. I like the fact that they're trying. They're demanding dominance. Not dominance, but they're demanding equality, um, at least equality. I'm game for that, 100%. And in fact, I mean, I, I would just prefer if they were saying, hey, look, we are equals. We're going to treat you as equals. We must be treated as equals. You must share this. We will share that. And sort of demand a seat at the table. But they've come to the conclusion that they cannot just make those demands or or be treated in an equal way unless they are on top, 100% on top. And they plan to do that through, you know, surveillance, hacking, stealing, um, and economic dominance. And that's the plan. And I don't like the plan. I think it's bad for humanity. But I do respect the trauma that it came from. So Anyway, slide aside there. All right, uh, next item here. Where are we? I'm, I'm lost now. Um, Elon Musk has unveiled his latest venture, an artificial intelligence startup called XAI, staffed with engineers from renowned companies like OpenAI and Google. Musk is known for his cautious stance on AI, and he's previously advocated for a pause in AI development and the establishment of regulatory measures to ensure it's safe progression. The goal of this company is to understand the true nature of the universe. Actually love that, that's that's amazing. Um, Musk was one of the original back of OpenAI and he has criticized ChatGPT for having a liberal bias. He also signed an open letter calling for a pause in giant AI experiments. And here he is uh, buying up GPUs and doing his own company. TikTok is stepping in to compete with Apple Music and Spotify with its new platform, TikTok Music. Initially, it'll be available only in Brazil and Indonesia. The service offers unique features like song recommendations based on viral TikTok videos. I could actually really use that. I just wish it was a third party going into Apple Music or Rune or Tidal or Spotify or something that already exists. Human news, researchers have identified a gene linking to long COVID in a genome-wide study. The gene FOXP4, FOXP4, is active in the lungs and some immune cells and was found in analysis of 6,400, it's a number, I have to read numbers, 6,450 patients across 16 countries. And I actually wonder if 23andMe tracks this one. Because <clears throat> I did that a long time ago. waves of immigrants taking dangerous, unauthorized passages to Europe and the u s. are sparking a new rush of anti-immigrant policies and deepening political tensions in several wealthy countries. the u n reported last year a record-breaking two point nine new asylum applicants or no applications were submitted. highest number since two thousand. Forty percent of the new applications were from Latin America and the Caribbean. There's been a surge in Europe, driven by migrants from Syria, Northern Africa, Iraq, and Turkey. And in the U.S., almost every 2024 Republican candidate has embraced a tougher stance on border security. In Europe, far-right politicians are demanding tighter immigration policies, and the Netherlands government actually collapsed over disagreements on refugee restrictions. Everyone's trying to go to the U.S. and uh, Europe. That uh, to me is a signal that we're doing something right, even though we're doing a lot wrong. Major U.S. banks, including JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup, have reported quarterly profits that massively exceeded expectations, suggesting a robust U.S. economy despite interest rate hikes. The Wall Street Journal reports that these banks were seen, have seen combined growth of 31% in income from interest on loans compared to the previous year. increase ideas and analysis, atomic versus molecular ideas on ramps and off ramps. A buddy and I were talking last week about a really cool idea. I'm pretty sure I've written about before. Basically there are individual ideas, like we should protect the freedom of speech. Then there are ideologies like socialism and fascism conversation. We had was around slippery people using benign ideas to on-ramp into a gross ideology. And here's an example. Solar punk is a benign idea around breaking off from greater society and technology and returning to foundational pleasures of working land, being close to nature, raising your own food, whatever, and using like environmental technology, like solar and wind and stuff like that. But that's being used as an on-ramp. And evidently, I, I didn't know about this. He's the one who told me about it. As an on-ramp to trad, which I also didn't know the name of that is called, uh, I'm capitalizing it. I assume it's capitalized. Trad ideology in which women and minorities end up subservient to men who, yeah, sometimes uh, or often end up being white, right? So hmm, funny how that happens. So the ideas are the atoms and the molecules are the ideologies. And you can't really have impactful atoms. It's their combination that becomes something consequential. In the case of negative ideologies, the discussion was about how to defend people against specious arguments that start with attractive atomic ideas like solar punk, and then teach them how to watch for the on-ramps to harmful like overall ideologies. Then if someone has already been captured by such a system, what are the off-ramps? How, how do you offboard them from this dangerous molecule? How can we break up that molecule into its individual atoms and show people, hey, look, These are all the different components here. Notice how these are really good, but notice how they snuck in these other that are really bad, right? How can we discard the bad ones? How can we make a better molecule using all these different atomic ideas? That's what I'm super interested in. Notes, super happy for my friend Taylor for landing her first job in InfoSec. Welcome to the field. And congrats to my buddy, Jason Haddocks for completing his first full paid hacking courses. He did it over two weeks with hundreds of attendees, and the reviews are insane, as expected. Can't wait to see more courses from you, my friend. We're putting together a UL meetup in Vegas. If you're going to be around between Monday and Sunday, stay tuned for details in UL chat. And I can't recommend enough this book on Stoicism. It, I really recommend you read all the other Stoic books. But if you get into stoicism, this one is my absolute favorite. Um, And I've got the link here. It's by Bill Irvine. And trying to see if I can get the uh, name of it. I always mess up the name of it. doesn't matter. It's in the newsletter. One more reason to go read the newsletter. Um, It's by Bill Irvine. Discovery. Codebox. Code interpreter, but available via API. I've been waiting for this, so I can't wait to play with it. A full Neo Vim setup that gives you the Vim experience with the power of a full IDE. This is Lazy Vim. I personally don't use these uh, because I'd rather do things myself. I built one from scratch. But I did get a lot of inspiration from uh, Lazy Vim and a couple of others. So, uh, oh, Lunar Vim was the other one. But um, yeah, definitely worth checking it out to give like an instant feeling for how powerful uh, Vim can be. Uh, GPT prompt engineer simply input a description of your task and some test cases and the system will generate test and rank a multitude of prompts to find the ones that perform the best. Find my takeover to text dangling DNS records in a multi-cloud environment by scanning all the DNS zones and the infrastructure present and finding the DNS records for which they're the item on the back end, trying to try do this all in one sentence, the item on the back end does not exist, right? So they're not just using a word list, they're using other techniques to do this. Top 25 recon tools, web hacking with Kaido, Um JS Loose, I feel like I'm mispronouncing that, a Bishop Fox tool written by Tananam for extracting UL, URL paths, URLs, paths, secrets, and other juicy nuggets from JavaScript. That was easy to say. LifeOS dashboard, a super interesting looking Notion dashboard for life tracker types. AWS docs, GPT, search AWS docs using an LLM. How to securely build products using AI APIs. This is a really cool new article that came out on TLDRsec um, over the last week. Really in-depth, tons of content in there definitely worth checking out and checking out TLDR sec as well from Clint Gibler, my buddy and uh, hacking lane chain for fun and profit. How to do great work by Paul Graham. Longest essay I've ever seen from him, but quite good news is propaganda and nobody cares about your blog, but that is okay. Recommendation of the week, go play with OpenAI's code interpreter. What is it? It's basically an AI agent combined with tons of analysis tools. When you upload files or code to it, you can ask it to find patterns, make graphs, do all sorts of crazy stuff, like doing your taxes, find patterns and data, clean up your data, modify data in a certain way. You know how you, you had to do like, uh, you know, call a wizard over and be like, oh, I need to change this and pivot on this, blah, blah, blah. No, you could just tell it in a giant dataset, do this to all this data, add this to the end, Uh, remove the ones that look like this. It'll like, just do it for you. Um, You could tell a story about data. You could produce video and uh, GIFs from images, convert files from one format to another, analyze and debug code. It is insane. The best way to think about this whole thing, Code Interpreter, is like it's an independent AI system, like an agent with access to tons of tools. It's like ChatGPT, except for with octopus hands and the ability to code. So when I talk about getting ready for the future and I talk about being able to use AI tools fluently, this is the type of thing I'm talking about. And even better if you use it through an API, which uh, the previous link talked about. And pro tip, if you want to work with something that's too large, like a giant Excel database or something, it's going to complain. It won't let you upload it, but you can zip it up and send that instead, including a whole directory full of other files. It'll open up the directory and read everything in it and start working with it. It's insane. And the aphorism of the week, the highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. The highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. Wayne Dreyer. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmiesler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.